0: The call to action is the bookend to your marketing video, and on this episode, we explain what a call to action is, what it's for, why to use it, and how to use it. The video revolution is here, and it's changing how we do business. Learn how to use video to engage customers and drive results here on the Video Marketing 2.0 podcast with your hosts, Joel Gubich and Brendan Cardi, and listen for special offers presented throughout the podcast. I think there's nothing worse, at least from a video marketing point of view, of having a great marketing video with a really weak call to action or no call to action. Because that call to action closes the video. It leaves the viewer with a final and hopefully lasting impression and context for what they saw beforehand. Listen, you've already set the table with the video that somebody has viewed. Now it's time with that call to action to start to close the deal to get people further down that marketing funnel. Welcome to Video Marketing 2.0, where we discuss the world of videos for marketing and business purposes. Hi, I'm Joel Gubich, Director of Business Development at ThinkMojo. And as always, I'm joined by my colleague, head writer, creative story lead, Brendan Cardi. So, Brendan, how are you feeling today?
1: I'm feeling like this is probably the perfect day to do a podcast
0: it's a perfect day to do the podcast, and today it's a perfect day to talk about the lonely little call to action. Oh, poor call to action. Yes. You know, over the last year, we've talked a lot about marketing videos and the different components. You know, we've sort of carved it up into its different components, such as the thumbnail, uh, the story, the storyboard. And we've talked in depth about the importance, for example, uh, just recently about the thumbnail and, you know, how it's really the cover art for your video. You know, if you don't have a good thumbnail, a good cover art, nobody's going to open up that book. Nobody's going to click on that um, on that video. Well, I look at the call to action almost like the book end of it. It generally comes at the end of the video and it closes the video and it leaves the viewer with the final and hopefully lasting impression and context of what they saw beforehand.
1: Yeah, you know, the, the every time we talk about, uh, you know, an element, we're always like, this is one of the most important parts of the video. And like, but the call to action in particular is we mean it this time. It's really one of the most important parts of the video, Damn it, if it, not the most important part.
0: Let's take yeah, we a were, poll. We've been lying this whole time. <laughs> I think we should take a poll out there, you know, and everybody gets to vote. What is the most important part?
1: Yeah, the the truth starts now. <laughs> The call to action is the most important part of the video. It's definitely up there. And, you know, with the there's so many stats that, you know, try to figure out why a video marketing is effective or not effective, bounce rate, et cetera, engagement rate. The goal of any video is to get somebody to do something, right? we want we don't want to just entertain them, although that should be a part of it. We want to get them to actually take action after they're done watching. And the call to action is unsurprisingly, the way to do that. So, understanding the importance of it, and you know, generally how it works, some of the more effective ways of doing it is something that is often overlooked, uh, but at the marketer's own peril because it's very, very
0: important. Yeah, you know, and I think we come back to that word marketing over and over again. And I want to differentiate the difference between a marketing video and a social video. YouTube is filled with social videos. Facebook is filled with social video. Instagram, obviously, social videos. But this is a marketing video that a company has now spent money in order to convey a message. And to get a return on that investment, that message has to resonate and it has to lead somebody to do something. And that's the difference between the marketing video, the social video, and the call to action.
1: Yeah, and I think that sometimes the lines get blurred because within the the larger world of content marketing, people are, you know, they they get afraid of asking for the sale, right? They just want to give good content and hope that like a boomerang, you know, the sale is going to somehow come back to them. And there's a lot of research that that bears it out that millennials are very wary of of direct sales pitches. They don't want to they don't want to feel like they're being pressured. But that shouldn't scare you away from still asking for something or you know Showing, directing the viewer to towards something uh, either at the end of the video or throughout the video, because without that, you're not giving the the viewer anything tangible to take away from it. You know, you're, you're maybe you're entertaining them for 60 seconds, 90 seconds, but, you know, you, you don't have to be like her. Our favorite example, Crazy Eddie, you know, the, the Crazy Eddie used car dealer where you're, you know, being uh, you're choking somebody to death with the with the sale. But you do want to be clear about what you want the viewer to do after they're done watching.
0: Absolutely. So why don't we get a little bit granular? But before we do, let's uh, hear a word from our sponsor, Wistia Wistiafest, Wistia fest, the fest for all things video marketing is just around the corner with three days of forward-thinking content from the industry leaders in video marketing. This year's Wistia Fest runs from June 5th through the 7th in Boston, and it's bigger and more badass than ever. Go to wistia.com slash wistiafest for more information and register today. Okay, so we're back in the second part of the podcast. We really want to talk about... The tips and techniques of using call to actions in your marketing video. And perhaps let's start with different examples of calls to actions. Because it's not just, hey, do this, do that. There are, depending on the situation, and we've talked about this in the previous podcast, you know, being able to use your marketing video in social where you should share it, not necessarily on your website. But where your video actually resides, where somebody sees it, is going to obviously make a difference in terms of the t- call to action. And we'll touch on that in just a bit. But in terms of the exact the examples of a CTA, there, there are three in particular that I can think of. There are branding call to actions. There's contact us type of call to actions. And then there are action call to actions. And under the branding call to action, that's sort of like at the end of a video, you would have a company's logo and maybe a, uh, the website, um, of where you can go and, and get more information about, you know, that company. Now, obviously, uh, that is a call to action that you don't necessarily want to have on your website, especially the one with the URL. Cause if they're there already, then, uh, you know, they might be shaking their head. Why are you giving me another website? I'm already there.
1: That's like a, gee, thanks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The other type of call to action would be those contact us call to actions. And those could be anywhere from, here's a phone number, call us. Um, Or, you know, here's an email, you know, send us an email. Or, you know, again, it could be that URL. It could be the website. Especially, that that works especially a call to action if it's on a social social media type of thing.
1: Yeah, and the the final one, which... I think is the the, probably the most effective and the one that people are seemingly most afraid of, right. Is the action call to action, you know? And I think that this is where people think, Oh, maybe it's a little, it's a little too pushy for the sale and everything, but this is where you're asking for a specific action to be taken after the video is done. So now we're, we're talking about download, you know, our, download our demo or down, uh, go to this specific URL, you know, where it's maybe not just the website, but it's, you know, a particular product page, um, you know, sign up for, you know, a free trial, something like this. Uh, and these are, these are things that people can do literally the second that they, that the video concludes. So the, the most important, or I guess the biggest goal of any of these videos is to, Get them to continue engaging with your, your your website or wherever it is that you're you're sharing it immediately following so that they're not watching the video and saying that was nice and going back to their day they're immediately going to sign up for your app for your beta test or whatever download the uh, download the app or contact you for a free demo so Think about it in those terms. It's like, all right, I have their attention while they're watching the video. How do I hold on to it for the next five minutes after and get them to do something that's really valuable for me?
0: Yeah, I think that also depends on – and this is a good, good segue to you know the different types of calls to action and where that video is actually viewed. So, for example, if you are watching a marketing video on a website, there are generally three places that you would watch a video on a website. It would be the homepage – and generally, that should be above the fold, but uh, you know, we don't want to get into specifics of you know, how to design, let's say, a web page. But for maximum, for, for maximum viewership engagement, you really want to be above the fold uh, or a landing page that's specific to something. Or perhaps it's an even more um, deep dive, and that would be a how-to instructional page. And each of these, the call to action can and probably should be different. You know, for example, on the home page, that's generally going to be an overview of the company, the product, uh, you know, the services, and the, the call to action there is generally a lot less specific than if you were on a landing page that's uh, specific to a product brand or something like that, or certainly on a instructional page or a how-to page. And then there's the you know the the call to actions on on social media. You know,
1: when you're you're using that. Facebook, LinkedIn or YouTube, you know, these are, you obviously want to either get them to go to somewhere else, maybe, maybe it is your website. Uh, You can still do those sort of direct uh, actions where you want them to download, sign up, all those things. But if you're, if it's going to be a contact us uh, email, you know, that you want to, you want to push them to somewhere that's a little further down the, the, the sales funnel. So maybe get them to, You know, go to a specific email that is uh, sales related. But definitely don't just say, hey, check out our Facebook page when, you know, it's already – they're already on it.
0: Yeah, I I love those. I love going to uh, websites and watching the video to the end and then somebody telling me to come right back to that same website. Right, so I can watch the video again? (laughs) You know, like it just becomes this loop that you never get out of. And it's so easy to make that change when you're making the video to actually – change that call to action, but that's for a different uh, episode. What about calls to action when you're for uh, email? Again, we talked about this many times that when you're sending out an email, unless you bought a list, you're sending to somebody who already knows you or you know something about them. So what what kind of call to action would you be using for an email marketing campaign? You know, this could be, it's really simple to think of, right?
1: Because you've already given them your information. So the contact us information could be as simple as, you know, send a message to, you know, or you can even, you can make it uh very email specific. A lot of, sometimes people don't want to do this because they're like, Oh, well the, you know, I'm not going gonna, gonna to use my video on more than just this sales email. But like you just referenced, you can do different form, different cuts of your video with different Calls to action, depending on where it's going to be featured. So, for an email specific uh, video, you can end with you know reply to or reply with you know something that shows that you're interested in in the product. You know, for more information or get in touch with you know obviously it would be the person who who sent you the email. You know, so it's, it's as it's as easy as hitting reply on that email to get them you know further into the the sales funnel. So you're. And this just goes to the larger point. You want to make this as easy on the viewer as possible. That's why you're being clear. You're not trying to push them. You're just trying to make it easy for them to continue engaging with your product so that they don't have to figure anything out for themselves.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think one of the most powerful calls to action for email, because you already know the person, they've already seen something, and that is to include a download and then have that link for the download on that email, because you've seen the video immediately You've told them about what they're going to download. The link is right there. Boom, you've got them.
1: Exactly. Embed, embedded into the content of the email itself. So it's fully responsive. And like you said, it, it depends on you know, where they are in the, in the sales funnel. You know they When you get to the sales email, like we mentioned before, you already know a bit about them. So they're probably ready to engage. So having that download button right there, Man, just cut out the middleman and just get them straight to it.
0: Yeah, which which is an interesting um, thing about middlemen because a lot of videos, um, there's a difference between an influencer and a decision maker. So, for example, you've got your overview video on your, your website or even if it's on a, um, a landing page. And it may be watched by somebody who says, wow, that's really cool. I should talk to this company but it's not necessarily the person that's going to make the decision and so that call to action at the end of that video should take that into account absolutely
1: the and that's always the the concern you know that are you actually talking to the person who's going to be pulling the trigger and if not do you want to you want to give something that's shareable that they can then pass along to the, the people above them and that still preserves that that core message so you know a lot of this you got to do a little bit of homework, but like any, you know, any marketer, that's what you need to do. You have to figure out who it is that you're, you're selling to, or you're, that you're reaching out to get as much information about them, their, their concerns, where they are in the chain and yeah, just tailor, tailor the content and, and certainly the call to action around that. It'll make it much more effective. You, you know, just showing, just sharing the same video out into the, uh, the world and assuming it'll get equal response from everybody. It may cost less money, but in the end, it'll make you a lot less money, too.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good place uh, to maybe summarize what we've talked about today, which is that lonely call to action that generally resides at the end, but not always, but generally at the end of a video. Um, And we're trying to give it some love and, uh, you know, and tell you that it's really important. It's a significant part of what we would call a smart video, because it's really important for that marketing video to work that the call to action leaves the viewer with the idea that they have to do something. They have to do something next. The more specific a call to action, the more chance that somebody the video is going to work for you. Uh, so, if you have a very nebulous call to action, and there are times, as we've talked about, that uh, you should have a more general call to action. But the more specific, the more you're going to lead that viewer down the uh, the sales funnel to do something next. We talked that there are different calls to action based on where the video is actually going to be used and where the uh, viewer is going to actually see and interact with that video. And we talked that there's different calls to actions. Based on the target audience, the demographics, whether it's an influencer or a decision maker. So with that, I think we've come to the end of a, another great episode of Video Marketing 2.0 presented by ThinkMojo. And I just want to remind everybody that you can subscribe to this podcast on our website by going to videomarketing20.net. That's videomarketing20.net. And you can also download or listen to previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn. And, of course, we appreciate your comments and ratings because this helps others actually discover this uh, podcast and pass on that message that video marketing is here to stay. So for Brendan and myself, we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Video Marketing 2.0. Thank you for listening to another episode of Video Marketing 2.0 presented by ThinkMojo. For more help on how to drive results with video, contact ThinkMojo, the video marketing experts, at infothinkmojo.com at or visit thinkmojo.com for more information.